In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Now that the vote's been taken and it's all over, what are you going to do with all that brain space you've got? Could we suggest maybe some financial literacy? On today's show, we go to school with a goal being financial independence. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome into the Get Ready for the Future show. John Shrewsbury in for Scott Inman. And we've got Teresa Arago and Janet Walker in the studio. I'm back here in the back corner of the far reaches of the marketing department. Social distancing <laughs> continues. We call it the uh, the Scott Headroom Room. <laughs> and those of you who know who Max Headroom is, you know... It, it, you, it's you been probably, a day or two. We're kind of dating ourselves you, you there. You probably need to be thinking about retirement. So. <laughs> I get the reference, but I'm on the cusp of not getting that reference. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, we won't spend a lot of time on that because we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. Let's, mm-hmm. let's first of all, guys, let's uh, deal with the elephant in the room. As we're recording this today, we don't have any idea who the president is going to be mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a big toss-up. I was just running the numbers uh, on, and this is being recorded on Wednesday. So if you're not listening live, this is probably totally dated information, but I was just running the numbers. And there is one path that I can see for Donald Trump. There is a path that I can see for Joe Biden. If all of the states that are currently leaning Democrat, it will be Biden. Uh, If all those come to fruition, if one of those falls and Trump gets the ones that are leaning Republican, then it will be Trump. So we'll see what happens. And hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we actually have an answer. And uh, we're just, uh, you know, babbling at this point. But uh, we will continue to obviously on our side of the equation, watch what's going on. And we will be helping you to think through what your portfolio needs to look like in light of the outcome of the election. But I think it is safe to say, ladies, that uh, I think that we're going to have a split Congress without question. There, uh, the Democrats did not gain control of the Senate. Uh, of the Senate, that is, and so it is going to be uh, a lot of gridlock in Washington, one way or the other, because obviously the Democrats do control the the House, and so you you could see a lot of stalemates going on. You know, we, we've talked about in coming up to the election that we really like for there to be that balance of power, if you mm-hmm. will, between the parties in Washington. That seems to be a, a little bit better for the markets as well. Healthy. So, I think it's healthy for the yeah. markets and for our country yeah, for there I, to I be some balance. I would mm-hmm. agree with that. So we'll wait and see what happens with the presidential aspect of the election. Uh, the question really is, what happens with your retirement? And are you prepared for that? And do you have the knowledge that you need uh, to know whether you're even on track for it? So, John, let's talk with everybody about, uh, I'll go in teacher mode for just a moment. Let's talk <laughs> with everybody about a quiz that some people took and the scores weren't so great. It might be time to, you know, write home to mom and dad about your scores on this. So well, let's talk through this. It's really interesting. Uh, Human nature always thinks you know more about stuff than you actually do. Right. And most Americans feel like that they are moderately knowledgeable about retirement income planning. But there's a study out there by the American College of Financial Services that draws attention to the gap that is going on between what you think you know and the realities of retirement. Now, Janet, that study that you were talking about uh, says four out of five older Americans fail to understand the basics of how to plan for successful retirement. And that should scare anybody that knows who Max Headroom is or that (laughs) literally is old enough to vote. It really ought to be a concern to them because if you're young, you may be ending up taking care of your parents if they don't understand the dynamics of retirement planning. I I do want to hang out on the fact that this was done with older Americans. So it's not that, you know, people in their 20s failed a retirement knowledge quiz. It's Mm -hmm. people to whom this, you know, should be a a comfortable level of understanding. They should be at a different point in terms of their retirement knowledge. So here's the deal. Eight out of 10 people who took an 18-question online quiz on financial literacy failed that exam. And we're not talking about a 59.4. We're talking about 42% 
was the score on this. So complete failure of the financial exam. And guys, this is the reason that we have been from day one at GenWealth so focused on education. And I tell people all the time, frankly, I think people are intimidated when they realize how little they know Mm -hmm. about their finances. They're scared to ask because they don't want to look like they're stupid. But here's the deal. You could have 15 doctorate degrees and pick whatever the area of expertise might be. If this is not your area, if financial literacy is not your area, we don't expect you to know it. And it's okay. The, the challenge is it's not being taught in our school systems. That, that you know, I'd like mm-hmm. to see that change for future generations, and we are getting better about that in the state of Arkansas. But the reality is it wasn't that way when you were in school. If you're old enough to really be thinking about retirement, you weren't taught these things in school. And so that's okay. Get with somebody who will teach these things to you. And what I see from this study that I find interesting is that it's sort of like, you know, song lyrics. When the song is playing, you are jamming, you're singing those words with pride. And if somebody shuts that volume off, how many times do you go, oh, I actually don't know what's next because the survey asked first, do you feel like you know these things? And most people said they felt like they were moderately knowledgeable and then they failed. So that tells me there's a gap between what we think we know and what we actually know. And that concerns me too. So you can figure all this out. You can uh, find out where you are on financial literacy if you take the quiz. Uh, it, you can, if you're watching us on Facebook, uh, you can actually find that quiz uh, on our comments page. The, a link to that quiz, or, or you can actually go to our Facebook page. If you're listening on the radio, you can go to our Facebook page, and we will have a link to the American College Quiz. It's as we said, it's about 18 questions uh, about retirement. Go through those and see how you scored the average score 42 so if you make better than 42 you're better than average but good enough isn't actually good enough you've got to be in a situation where you can can actually excel at this because guys you've got one shot at retirement and Mm -hmm. that's it so you've got to be able to to score because uh, if you don't then you, you you're in a situation where you can't recover so let's talk about you know what what this looks like. Uh, one of the first surprising facts about retirement you sh- that you need to know about is that your life after work is going to last longer than you think it is. That's mm-hmm. that's where people kind of you know fall off the map a little bit as far as being on track for retirement. Mm-hmm. But, and I've told the story before about it, about my grandfather you know thinking that he was going to pass away at seventy nine just because his dad passed away at seventy nine and he thought he'd had his life birthday but the reality is that he was here and healthy another nine years so for him the math of his ability to fund those additional nine years worked out but what about when it doesn't if you're Mm -hmm. assuming that you're going to pass away sooner than when you actually do then that's going to put you off track on your retirement planning and if you don't have enough growth built into your plan to fill that gap that becomes an issue too I yeah. think a lot of people think, oh, I'm in retirement. I need to be conservative. But you have inflation fighting against you. So if you want to be able to keep your buying power and your dignity, you've got to have a plan for fighting that, too. Teresa is absolutely right about this, Janet. A, if you have a broadly diversified portfolio, which is what we ascribe to in the income for life model and the ready for, uh, to retire process, if you have a broadly diversified portfolio of stocks, bonds, cash, uh, real estate, things of that nature, you have a 98% success rate in that portfolio lasting 35 years. And here's the if, here's the big if, if it is managed properly. You're, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. John, we got about uh, 40 seconds or so to wrap up. Um, what else would you say to the group before we wrap up and well, go on to the next segment? I, I think, Janet, if you, if you really think about this, uh, living a long, healthy retirement is obviously a great goal. But it's important to understand the risk that you're facing and make sure that your money lasts as long as you do because you can have, you could die with a pile of money and and that's going to benefit the next generation or you could run out of money and that benefits no one including yourself so you have to think about that as we kind of go through these surprising facts that one about longevity and how long you'll live we're back on the get ready for the future show in just a moment your retirement should be more more what more than just investments more about you find out more when the get ready for the future show returns 
This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Well, the voting is over, but the whole controversy of who is going to be the president is probably going to last for a while. But Janet, we have had we've been fielding a lot of questions about what do I need to do about the election? Right. What do I need to do about the election? And I think that we need to to share with people our viewpoint is that it's not so important immediately after the election what you do about your portfolio, but really it is what happens in the ensuing years. Yeah, it it is. And and even towards the end of the election year, that's important to understand, too, that regardless of whether we have a Democratic-led presidency or, or a Republican, doesn't matter. The market seeks to have an answer. And, yes. and when we look historically, John, at what the market has done in an election year towards the end of the year, when we get into November and December, then there are pr- some pretty good, solid returns in those election years because it has gotten an answer. Yeah, if you look uh, at, at history, and again, a past performance does not necessarily indicate future results, and all things are, are really on the table on, on any of this mm-hmm. stuff. But if you look at the S&P 500, elections really cause the market to end the year on a high note. And, and historically, you've seen about a 2% increase in the S&P 500 after an election. Right. And I think that's probably exactly what you said, Janet, that there's some finality to it. Yeah. The problem this time is we don't know when the finality is actually going to be totally final. Yeah. And, and the time that we're doing this, this is on Wednesday. So by the time some of you are hearing it, maybe on Saturday, maybe we'll have an answer. But again, the point is, John, I think we've seen so many people for various reasons, whether it was presidential election um, concerns or whether it was 2008, whatever, we've seen people sit on on the sidelines in fear for way too long. And I think the point of this is don't just sit this one out because regardless of what the answer is, the market, we believe, will end the year on a positive note and you don't want to be sitting on the sidelines to miss that. Concerns about taxes, concerns about uh, policy, concerns about all those things are things to be concerned about, but it's going to take some time for all of that to work its way through. Uh, Somebody's got to take office, somebody's got to, you know, issue an executive order or whatever the case may be. And all of those things are are points of vigilance that we have here at GenWealth. But one of the keys that I think is very positive about the outcome that we do know about in this election is it looks like we're still going to have a split Congress. Yeah, and this was one of the highest probabilities that we talked about, that the Republicans would continue to carry the Senate and the Democrats would carry the House, which is what happened. And so with this split Congress, when you look back at the impact that that has had on stocks, it's really good for the market. And so that's a good little, you know, even though we may have to wait a little bit longer on the presidential election, we know that we have a split Congress and that is normally good news. And in a split Congress, you normally see GDP take a little bit of a hit. It's usually averaging about 3%, and it goes to about 2.8%. But the stock market is actually doing very well. The average S&P 500 index annual return with a split Congress, historically, has been, get this, 17.2%. And that compares to, with a Republican Congress, 13.4%, and a Democratic Congress at 107 So we're in favor, for sure, of a split Congress in that is that is what we have. One certain uh, one certainty that you have about this is we're continuing to watch all points of this. And if you have questions, we're certainly available to us to you. That is, give us a call at 501-653-7355. We'll be glad to have a conversation about your portfolio and what the future might hold. That is the fastest four minutes in investing. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Education driven, strategy based team delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we'll be right back. 
We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. Of course, we're broadcasting live on radio all across the state of Arkansas and also on Facebook Live uh, on Wednesdays. And because we broadcast on Facebook, I kind of get tunnel vision a little bit on Facebook. But uh, you can actually access that uh, that retirement uh, questionnaire or that, that uh, uh, quiz on all of our social media. You could go to Twitter. You could go to Facebook. You can go to YouTube. You can, uh, you name it, LinkedIn. We, we are everywhere on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we will have links posted for that uh, quiz on all of our social media outlets. Of course, we're talking about financial literacy and actually retirement income literacy on the Get Ready for the Future show today. Uh, One of the things that we talked about in our last segment was that retirement is going to last longer than you think it will. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that is obviously a question of longevity and how you keep your money uh, lasting as long as you will. In our second uh, surprising fact on uh, the whole retirement issue, it really comes down to uh, the fact that Social Security won't cut it. Mm-hmm. And when I say cut it, what I'm talking about here is you can't just depend on Social Security as it being your sole income source or you, even your primary income source in retirement and expect to keep a standard of living. Because the average Social Security check in 2020 is only $1,500. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we are blessed to live in the state of Arkansas where the cost of living is lower than what it is for a lot of other people around the country. But that probably means that if you've lived here all of your life, your Social Security check is also a little bit lower because you may have earned a lower income over the years than what Mm -hmm. maybe somebody doing the exact same thing in, I don't know, the state of California did. So you've got to look look at, all right, would I be comfortable with $1,500 a month? And, you know, you may go, well, I'm married, and so there's 3000 Well, there there's 3000 until there isn't, because mm-hmm. at some point it gets down to one person in the household, and you've got to be able to answer the question, can you make it on just your income? So in, in most cases, people are going to need to supplement that Social Security. And guys, this gets back to Social Security was never intended to be the, you know, everything Mm -hmm. for your retirement. It was intended to be a supplement and that's it. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's only really intended to replace about half of what you make. And the more you make because of the limits and how much you're going to pay in, the more likely it's going to even be less than that. So don't expect that to, even if there's no changes to Social Security, don't expect that to be able to cover everything unless you've got absolutely no bills to pay, maybe. In some cases, it works, but in most, it's not going to. Teresa, I think you make a very valid point about people who are above that threshold of Mm -hmm. contributing. It's not 130,000 even, but we'll call it that for this conversation. Just north of $130,000 in earnings, at this point, you stop contributing to Social Security. That may change with various administrations in the future, but that's the way it is right now. But Teresa, as you're talking about this, you know, if somebody makes $300,000, $400,000, well, your Social Security contributions are based on that $130,000 not anything north of that, which really underscores the importance of you contributing for your own retirement to be able to supplement that Social Security. But I know most people in Arkansas are below that number. You know, they're not making that far north of of an income. Again, if you don't want to live on 1500 a month, which is 18,000 in a year's time, you're going to need to supplement your income. And this is where those strategies are so important that we have available. If you've got an employer plan and you're not getting that match, you are walking away from free money. And the statistics say that you have a higher chance of success just by having an employer plan yeah. and access to that because it's like an easy button in a lot of ways because you don't see it come out of your check. That's right. That's right. Let me let me be sure that we, we create some balance here of thought because I've seen people come in and they think Social Security is all that in a bag of chips. And I've seen people come in and they just absolutely don't want to mm-hmm. even talk about Social Security being in their retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, either side of that equation is probably not healthy for you from a retirement right. standpoint. We believe that Social Security is the foundation of almost everyone's retirement income plan because it is so pervasive. It's so prevalent out there that mm-hmm. almost everybody has access to a Social Security check. 
But the thing that we've got to think about is where is the balance in that? And when do you take Social Security and mm-hmm. when do you not? And all of that is a, is a very detailed discussion that we need to have with you one-on-one, not necessarily uh, on the radio because there is no pat answer to that. I, I would say that this week is a prime time to have the discussion about why we believe Social Security will be there for you. It's because we have elections. And yes. we know that politicians at the end of the day want to be reelected. That means that they're not going to completely annihilate Social Security. They've adjusted it over the years. You know, the the um, full retirement age used mm-hmm. to be 65 for everybody, and that has been extended out up to age 67, depending on what year you were born. So that was an adjustment that they made in the past in order to continue the system. They will continue to fix it along the way with little tweaks here and there so that it will still be here because they want to get reelected. Let's suffice it to say that that everyone needs to be saving and investing for retirement to supplement their Social Security, because if you don't, you don't have much standard of living in retirement. And that fact is why we advocate everyone in their working years be investing for retirement. Be sure to, to use your 401k plan where you work and be sure to get the company match. And, and all of that kind of leads us into the uh, surprising fact number three on our list, which is Americans are way behind on their savings. That doesn't come as any surprise to just about anyone. But but when you have the Government Accountability Office talking about it, Janet, it, it does begin to have some real teeth to it. Yeah, this is really an awakening number, in my opinion. When you look at this, um, the, the GAO, the Government Accountability Office, says that the average savings for Americans between ages 55 and 64. So, guys, this is in that red zone. It counts mm-hmm. at this point. You're within 10 years of retirement or so there. So between ages 55 55 and 64, the average savings is a little over $100,000. So they estimate that that would only produce about three to $400 a month for the average retiree. That is a small supplement to a small Social Security check. And guys, I got to say, in my opinion, this is about self-discipline. I mean, yeah. most people who are listening to this know a little bit of, of our story personally and the setback that we had financially due to some pretty significant health issues issues that my husband had and we had to overcome that and then get started on retirement Mm -hmm. but we did it and 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 we're on track to be able to retire when we want and at the level that we want and and you can even set aside the aspect of being a business owner just from putting money into our retirement accounts so there came a time when we got our you know, ship arrived, if you will, and went, okay, now we're behind on retirement at this point because of all this other stuff that has happened. But now we're going to get buckled down and focus Mm -hmm. on this and and make it happen. And I think what this highlights too, is that the generation that probably fits this group saw their parents retiring with pensions. Yes. And so personal savings was not as important that's right and they didn't learn that discipline so now they're going into their retirements without pensions for the most part and they're not ready and that's something we really need to correct and start Mm -hmm. focusing in on well if we fail to do anything in this country it is we have failed to educate people on this whole transition of responsibility of retirement Uh, Years ago, companies began to do away with pension programs, and they brought in the 401k plan. But, you know, the the guy shows up from the 401k company about, what, once or twice a year or something like that, Mm -hmm, and he gives you some gibberish that he talks over your head, and you don't understand it, and and you've got these bills stacked up at home, and you're looking at that, that, uh, you know, enrollment form, and you're going, okay, 3% of my salary amounts to how much, and I've got these bills over here. And we just haven't done a very good job of sitting down and really understanding the value of a 401k, how Mm -hmm. to use it, because how many people do we hear uh, that, that, you know, when we have volatility in the market, they they take their money out or they they put it all in cash at the bottom of the market or whatever, because they were afraid they're going to lose it all. And so we just have, I equate this and I'm I'm famous for, for making this, this analogy. It's like when I was teaching my daughter, to drive a car at 14 years old if I had handed her the keys and said there's the car out there honey go ahead and and load up and and take off and see how that works out for you that's pretty much the the strategy that we've used on the 401k plan I agree there's a lot of information out in the world right now but not a lot of wisdom 
You know, one of the things that I find interesting is the psychology of whose responsibility it is to prepare for your retirement. This is something that uh, Shannon was sharing with me. Shannon is our in-house human resources guy, and he's taking an HR class, and he was talking about how, how many people who are in that class, and they're all HR people, they're not just studying it, they're active in HR, and he was talking about a conversation that they had one evening in class about about it being the company's responsibility to handle retirement. And he was just, you know, as a as a GenWealth team member, <laughs> he was aghast at that thought that, it, no, mm-hmm. it's, it's your responsibility. Now, the company can facilitate that through matches and things like that, but it's your responsibility. And that goes back to that transition from pensions, where the weight was on the company, to where we are now. And unless you're a government employee, you probably don't have a pension so Mm -hmm. step up pay attention to where you're going to be and for those that don't have an employer plan you're not without options but you're gonna have to be intentional so you need to get started now if you haven't already i was just going to say it really is about being intentional and and being in control of your own destiny not Mm -hmm. having somebody else be in control of, of your destiny and so when you think about trying to do this either on your own or or with the help of an advisor i think you have to ask you know what's different about us at GenWealth? Well, number one, uh, the difference at GenWealth is that we are education-driven, we are strategy-based, and we are team-delivered. And all that works in your favor because you're going to understand, because of the education-driven nature of GenWealth, you're going to understand your options, you're going to understand what you need to do and how you need to do it. Strategy-based means that there is actually a rhyme and reason behind what we're doing. We're just not throwing money at the market and hoping it works out. Mm -hmm. There's actually a strategy behind that. And team-delivered means that if something happens to your advisor, Nothing has to happen to your plan. It just carries on from there. Guys, we've got an opportunity for our listeners to really determine if they're on track or not. If you need to check up to figure out if you're on track to hit your goals, all you need to do is go to 15minuteretirement.com. That is 15minuteretirement.com. Sign up for a free retirement checkup on that site, and there's no cost to you. And in one short conversation, we'll be able to give you your probability of success in retirement and even give you a few tips on how you might be able to tweak that to get more on track than where you are right now. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. go to 15minuteretirement.com. That is 15minuteretirement.com. Sign up is absolutely free retirement check, but now you got to engage with this. It's not something that you're just going to do online. You've got to engage with an advisor to talk about this, but it does give you a great opportunity, I feel like, to be able to understand where you are right now in retirement and make some moves about the things that you need to do in order to have success in retirement. We're back on the Get Ready for the Future show in just a moment. There are only three things you can count on in life, death, taxes, and the Get Ready for the Future show on Saturdays. Back with more after this break. From the GenWealth Radio Network Studios, we're back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show. How much do you really know about your ability to create income for yourself in retirement. Well, a study uh, that is done by the American College of Financial Services basically says that most of us really don't know as much as we think we do about planning for retirement. As a matter of fact, a retirement study that you can actually go to our social media accounts and find uh, the ability to, to take this quiz, uh, it found that about uh, most people scored an average of 42% on, on this uh, uh, particular quiz. Now, I will say that it's not, you know, simple questions. And this, uh, and this actually does, ladies, bear out the fact that retirement is, is complicated and that may be why we actually have all of these surprising facts that we're talking about today, because retirement is a complicated matter. And it is something that we believe you can't do it all by yourself. We yeah. think that it is something that you can't go it alone on. Absolutely. Um, let's go and talk about surprising fact number four here. This is only about half of us have a retirement plan. Now, let me clarify what we mean by retirement plan, because when I first looked at this, honestly, I thought about our written retirement income plans that we put together for people. That's not what we're talking about. This is only about half of us have a retirement plan, as in something like a 401k, a simple an IRA, an account that is a retirement 
retirement-specific account. So only about half of us have that. Let that soak in for just a minute. You know, we were talking about Mm -hmm. Social Security is not going to be enough. Well, apparently about half of you are planning on it being enough. We have to be able to supplement what you have otherwise, Teresa. That's just insane to think about that half the people just don't have anything to me. Yeah. That's scary. And I think some people, you know, their employer may not offer anything. So they think I have no options. That was me. Before I came to the gym wall team, I didn't know about IRAs. And the sad part is I was a bookkeeper. Yeah, I should have known a, a bookkeeper like for a business. Mm-hmm. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. And and so she was familiar with, you know, what needed to be done as far as inflow and outflow of money for the business, all of that type of thing, but did not know that you could do a traditional or a Roth IRA outside of what you had at work. Yes. And I had been one of those people who stayed out of debt, always had savings. I would have made those steps had I known they were there. The other side and something I've seen a lot of is a lot of small businesses don't realize the cost effective tools available to them to provide an employer plan at a very low cost for your team. And it's it's sad that we've got these this lack of experience or lack of knowledge out there, because I do think most small businesses love their employees and they want to take care of them. They just don't know what's out there and what it would cost them. And and I'll follow up on that. The reality is if you care about as an employer, if you care about the people who are working on your team, and I believe most employers do, I understand that's not a hundred percent, but if you care about the people who are working on your team, I hope that their retirement matters to you. And if their retirement matters to you after they've given you, you know, potentially decades of their life, then you've got to put a plan in place at your workplace so that they can have something for retirement. Because, guys, even if you do a traditional or Roth IRA, that's normally for most people, unless you start it really early, Mm -hmm. that's not going to be enough to just put that alongside your Social Security. Most people are going to need an employer your plan of some type to be able to supplement guys i I wanted to just kind of rift on this for just a second because i've i've dealt with this issue for 30 plus years in in the industry and oftentimes i have either employers or individuals say well i'm going to talk to my cpa and see what they say about me having a retirement plan let me be real honest. So CPAs are great, and they, they're very knowledgeable people, and they have their own profession, but they are accountants. Mm-hmm. They are to account for what you do. They are not planners. They're not uh, forward-looking in terms of, let's think about how much money you need to save for retirement. Let's think about how much income you might need to have for retirement, and let's actually have a strategy about how to do that. And they can tell you whether or not your uh, contribution to your IRA is tax-deductible or not. Absolutely, they can do that, and they are the best at doing that. Uh, But they don't have the expertise in looking ahead and looking forward and actually proactively planning for retirement. And so oftentimes small businesses get talked out of doing Mm -hmm. a retirement program because it's not actually the CPA's expertise. And they go, well, you know, that's a lot of paperwork that's complicated and I just need to get your tax return done. And so there is often a shortfall and and many times you don't realize how easy it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, A simple IRA retirement program is built for small businesses. And the vast majority of people in this country work for a small business. You don't have to have a full-blown 401k plan. Janet, as a matter of fact, we have a simple program here Mm -hmm. at GenWealth for our team. Yeah, and the name Simple for Simple IRA is apropos. It is simple to set up. It is simple for our employees to determine whether they want to participate or not. It's very clear-cut. And for most businesses, I mean, we've talked a lot about this year, you know, so many businesses are small businesses. They have few fewer than 100 employees, this is for many of you the direction that you need to go. But if you find yourself as an employer going, hey, we don't have anything in place, or maybe you're in HR and and you could be the person who has the conversation with the employer to go, hey, we need to address this for our team. We would love to talk to you. This Mm -hmm. is something that we do for people on a regular basis. And we are not the company that's going to come in and go, okay, everybody sign up. And then you don't get any education. Again, we are very 
very focused on education. So we will come in and educate your team about what it means for them to have a simple IRA and maybe whether or not it's even right for them to participate at this point Mm -hmm. based on what else is going on in their world. We're happy to provide that service for you. I want to point out a blind spot that came to mind, too, for a lot of people, and that's the self-employed person, those that have a side hustle or those that have a business that's purely them and maybe some contract laborers, you have options too. But let's back up to this conversation about your accountant. Their job is to save you money on taxes, but also understand there's a trade-off. I've had many business owners who come in and they're getting ready to retire and their social security is going to be almost nothing. That's right. What they could have done is instead of just writing every expense off to the point that they don't have any income, they could have been putting that into a self-employed plan and then keeping those dollars for retirement while also having some social security to go with it. I think there's a balance yeah. that sometimes gets lost if your only focus is taxes. There, yeah, there is there is that aspect of putting money into a plan. And then you mentioned social security. I can't tell you how many business owners we have seen over the years who don't pay themselves a salary. The mm-hmm. cash flow would allow you to, but you're choosing not to because you don't have to pay all those taxes. You know, when you put, put it on payroll, well, guess what? You're also not going to get a social security check uh, out of all of those years of work that you're doing so uh, it it is not just about what you're paying in it's about what you're going to receive in retirement as well so ask yourself do you have a plan are you confident that you will get to and through retirement if that's a question for you you need to go to 15 minute retirement and get a second opinion 15 minute retirement that's the number one five minute retirement.com and sign up for our retirement checkup you can easily do that online with us here at gen wealth financial advisors okay continuing on surprising fact number five is your plan to work through retirement ain't work it Mm-hmm. I, it's just not going to work. I, I, I'm one of those folks that I don't see, you know, myself ever going to the house and living on a check and and not working because work has been so much part of my DNA all my life. Mm-hmm. But here's the fact: there's a ton of people out there that are saying I'm going to work through retirement. And they're just not going to be able to do it. I saw this commercial. I got to share this with you guys. I saw this commercial the other day. It was for a financial services company. And a bunch of retirement age folks were were working. And they were working some stressful jobs like being a firefighter or a lifeguard or a waitress. And, uh, of course, in the commercial, they had to have a little hook. And so they were all singing their ver- their retirement version of the Banana Boat song. And that's where they, – but they changed the chorus. And it, the chorus was, I'm 85 – and I want to go home. Yeah, you know, yes. and, and instead of you know daylight come and I want to go, mm-hmm. I, I can't sing, but you know what the, you know the words. <laughs> we uh, get the point. Don't sing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it doesn't sound like much of a plan to mm-hmm. to have to work at eighty five and really want to go home. But that's what a whole lot of people are expecting. But the sad fact is that many of them won't ever be able to do that. Yeah, you're right. And John, I think one of the distinctions is the type of job that you have. Mm-hmm. At, like you talked about continuing to work for a prolonged period of time just because you love it. But your job is primarily a cognitive job. As long as you are cognitively capable of doing the job, then okay, fine. Um, but, you know, we, we had, I, I, this is happening to me too it's not just to john i I moved (laughs) earlier and my shoulder kind of yelled at me Uh for the way i moved and john stood up the other day and bones popped and i looked at him real funny and he went it just gets worse with age you know so my point is we're not firefighters we're Mm -hmm. not doing a physically demanding job and if we were at home and retired the physical demands of being at home and just walking around the house are no more demanding than the things Mm -hmm. that we do at work physically so that that's not a problem. The question is, what's your future look like? What type of job do you have? What are your responsibilities? Will your body be able to keep up with what those responsibilities are? And even for those of us who have a cognitively demanding job, there, there is so much uh, of a record of you know early onset mm-hmm. dementia things like that mm-hmm. you have to plan to be financially okay if you get to continue working like you want to fabulous but what if you don't I what think if that's, that doesn't work that's the key is retirement is making work optional yes it's, it's getting to the point that work is optional if you choose to do something to fill your time that's one thing 
But you don't want to be in a position where you have to have a job to make ends meet because you may not have control over when you fully retire. The The research says it could be a spouse getting ill. It could be you getting ill. Right. It could be a year like this where companies are having to shut their doors. You're not necessarily going to have control over that. So let's not plan like you will. Yeah, I think the statistics really are, are startling on this. And let me share those with you. 74% of workers say that they plan to work during their traditional retirement years. Yet only 27% of the people said that they were actually able to do so. And a lot of the reasons that we've talked about, personal health, health of their spouse, failure to find employment, needs of a family member, all of that comes into play when you're talking about your ability to hold down a job much past 65. Now, there's obviously part-time work and that type of thing, but it becomes very problematical to do so. All right, we're back on the Get Ready for the Future show in just a moment. Stay with us as we increase our financial literacy. Get off the crazy train and onto a more dependable track with the Gen Wealth team. All aboard the Get Ready for the Future show after the break. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. We're covering surprising facts about retirement as we try to increase our financial literacy on the Get Ready for the Future show today. And guys, I I really think that a lot of these things that we're saying are surprising facts are things that are old hat to us because we talk Mm -hmm. to people about them all the time. And Teresa, one of the ones that I think is incredibly uh, hard for people to get their brains around is that I I think we've been kind of conditioned about Medicare, Mm -hmm. that Medicare is going to take care of everything. You know, there's the whole thing that was going on during the election about Medicare for all and that's going to be the panacea well medicare covers your acute health care but it doesn't cover everything yes there's a major misconception about what medicare will and won't cover so we're just going to go through a couple of those real quickly with you things that it will cover doctor's visits hospital stays surgeries and acute care but now let's talk about things that it won't cover. And I think this is the greatest misunderstanding. It will not cover nursing home care. It will not cover assisted living. It will not cover home health care. It will not cover care provided by a family member. So if they have to take off work to care for you, they cannot be compensated for that. It will not cover uh, cognitive issues like Alzheimer's disease or dementia. So think about what it will cover, what it won't cover. And if you feel like you have a gap or if you need to know whether you have a gap, this is an area where GenWealth helps you plan for your future to be able to look at how do you plan for covering those health care expenses that will not be covered by Medicare. We can help you with that. Guys, we have covered on today's show six surprising facts about retirement. And I think that that if anybody is really honest with themselves, they will say, yeah, this building up the savings uh, during uh, my working years has been pretty easy. I put money in the 401k, the company matches it, things are, are going well, the markets have been good. Mm-hmm. As a general rule, I've been able to accumulate some wealth. But when it comes to taking that wealth and actually creating a, a retirement income plan and and all of the things that are surrounding retirement income, th- things like uh, how you deal with health care and, and those gap expenses and things of that nature, those are all things that we are trying to give you a heads up on mm-hmm. that it's more complicated than you think. And we want to remind you to visit any of our social media pages and check out the 2020 Retirement Income Literacy Survey from the American college this is actually a quiz that you can go online and take this quiz and it is a very eye-opening quiz that will give you a checkup about where you actually have knowledge about retirement and if you score even if you score a an okay score on that guys i think it's time for you to actually come in and sit down with an advisor who can actually get you to a very high score on that full disclosure i took the thing i made 100 percent. so <laughs> shocker uh, I, I, I had to we would that. be very concerned about your financial yeah. Literacy. If you didn't, make I'd be very 100%. concerned about our practice if I didn't score a hundred percent on that. But anyway, I think that's something that we want people to definitely do. But here's the thing: you don't want to work as many years as you're working and not be confident that you're going to be okay to have to sit and pinch your pennies your entire retirement. That's not retirement. That's not how I want right. mine to be. And I joke that I won't ever retire too, like John. I uh, just have too many children for it. But, um, <laughs> you know, I want to be able to be confident. And that's what I hope that the education we provide, and I've heard several times from clients, that they, they feel more confident 
with the education that they've gotten, knowing what's going on and having a true plan and not just a bunch of investments. Guys, imagine the feeling that many of our clients get when they they actually get their ready to retire process, you know, completed. Uh, one of the expressions that they make is they they finally feel like money makes sense to yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And they finally feel like that the clouds have parted and they, they see a path forward and it's written and it's on paper and it's something that they actually have somebody to counsel with on an ongoing basis mm-hmm. throughout their retirement. I don't think that you can really put a price tag on that. You can't. You absolutely can't. And guys, we see that happen with, with clients sometimes in the very first meeting, but sometimes it literally takes years for them to get to that point of, okay, I got it. And that's okay. We're going to hold your hand along the way, however long that takes. And even after you get it, we're still going to be there for you. I I think that's important for people to understand in how we work with clients, that it's on an ongoing basis. And what you need to know day one, as you're beginning to plan for retirement, is different than what you need to know farther into retirement. And we're Mm -hmm. going to coach you and teach you and train you along the way. John, you and I were just talking this, this morning about a long-term client of GenWealth that he has been just just by nature nervous because of a lot of things that were going on in his world and finally after years he he literally went I got it (laughs) okay like it it all clicks and and it's going to be okay I understand. And it, it literally took years. That is mm-hmm. not the norm. But mm-hmm. again, whether whether it clicks on day one or whether it clicks years in, we walk that path with you and continue to educate until you can go, I got it. And then we'll educate you on the next topic. Yeah, I think that's the key is a lot of people, when it comes to building your wealth, you just kind of set it and forget it. Yeah. You put your employer part in there or your employee part in there. You watch, you don't really mess with it too much, hopefully, if you're doing it right. Um, but when it comes to that retirement process, the market you enter into retirement with is yeah. not going to be the same in possibly a month. So you can't expect your plan to just be a set it and forget it plan. You've got to have that consistent relationship with your advisor that's constantly strategizing and that's what we do well and even on the set it and forget it i mean to a degree that's good because you're you're automating your your savings Mm -hmm. for retirement but i would also question what's that going to get you like whatever you're putting in and whatever the employer match is if you're blessed to be in a situation where you have that have you done the math have Mm -hmm. you sat down and had somebody calculate okay what this means for you at your age 60 65 whatever your target retirement age is here's what this looks like for you in terms of retirement income let me let me see if i can quantify that action does not mean that you're going to be effective. That's yes. right. You know, you you think about this and, and you go, okay, I'm going to take some action. I'm going to I'm going to put money in my retirement plan. I'm going to get the company match. What does that get you? Does that get you what you need? And a lot of people are laboring under a false sense of security mm-hmm. that the the fact that they're getting the company match is going to be everything's going to be okay. It's not going to necessarily be okay. You've got to understand the the cause and effect and understand where you've got to go. Here's one other thing I, I want to be sure to mention. When it comes to money, most people think, well, if I'm smart enough to make it, I should be smart enough to manage it. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a little bit of hubris that comes into play there, a little bit of control freak type thing. And the problem is, is that when you go it alone, your emotions can really get in your way. And during times like these that like we've been through in the last, you know, few weeks and few months and, and actually all this year, it's easy with so much turmoil in the economy and the markets and all of that type of thing. It's easy to get off track. So what does off track actually look like? Well, here's how you identify that. Number one, you don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. And when I say you don't have a plan, you don't have something on paper, on purpose, written down, not that you have some accounts but you don't have a written plan. You have investment recommendations with no purpose. You approach money from a mindset of fear. That means you're off track. If you are not confident in how you're approaching your retirement, then you're really off track if fear is involved in that. And feeling like you're headed to a future of uncertainty is definitely an indication that you are off track. Because I want to circle back to, John, you just talked about people who come in with the mindset of I've been smart enough to make it, and so I should be smart enough to manage it. John, we have talked with professional money managers where this is what they do all day, every day. This Mm -hmm. is their job, okay? And they don't manage their own money. 
And our own team doesn't do yeah, that. Yeah, that's what yep. I was about to say, too. We as financial advisors, this is what I do for a living. I don't do it for myself because when you get into the emotional aspect of money, that's when you start making stupid decisions. And I don't care how intelligent you are, there is an impact that your emotions have on you when it is about your money. And so regardless of what your skill set has been in life, and for most of you, it's not managing money, it's, you know, doing whatever other job to earn that money, regardless of your skill set, it's different when it's your money that you're talking about. And when you see those people that come in and you ask them questions like, well, what's the purpose of this investment? And they don't know what yeah. that concerns me about is, did you take the time? Did the advisor take the time to really understand your goals? Because if I don't know where you're trying to go, I can't make you a map. And that's a big part of our planning process is making sure that we clarify where you want to go and build your roadmap that's going to get you there. Everybody heard the bell. That means it is yep. time to wrap things up and, and share some final thoughts. And guys, I would just say that, that when you work with a trusted advisor at GenWealth, getting on track really starts with a conversation. It's time for us to sit down and find out about you and you to find out about us. And that conversation can go a lot of different ways. And so where that conversation goes from there really is up in the air. And, and you could say, we're a great fit and let's work together. You could say, well, I don't think so. Or we could do the same thing. But we th- think that that conversation is vital. And so if you're going to have a conversation about retirement, you probably need to have it with a trusted advisor. I would challenge you to see where you are and Mm -hmm. do that very easily by going to 15minuteretirement.com. That's 15minuteretirement.com. Check it out. Take the quiz. Get in touch with us and see where you are to as far as being on track for your retirement. And I'd like to remind you that products are not a plan. Products are the fuel to your plan, but you got to have the plan first. So if you don't have that in place, that's the best place to start. It's easy to get in contact with us throughout the state of Arkansas. We have six offices, uh, also in uh, northwest Northwest Louisiana. I'll get it out in a minute. Uh, we are in Bossier City, Louisiana, also in El Dorado, Hot Springs, Bryant, Little Rock, and in Conway. There is a Gen Wealth advisor near you and ready to help you get on track for your retirement. Don't labor under the unnecessary weight of being illiterate from a financial standpoint. You've got to gain some knowledge. You've got to gain some expertise and you've got to gain some help and all that gets started with a simple phone call to GenWealth Financial Advisors 501-653-7355 or you can find us online at getreadyforthefuture.com go take that 15-minute retirement checkup at 15minuteretirement.com and let us help you get on track for your retirement guys that's going to wrap it up for our show today for the entire GenWealth team I'm John Shrewsbury have a great weekend The GenWealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 